This is the 66th episode of Decoding Fox News, and I am your host, Juliet Jeske. Each week, I watch and analyze for the past few weeks. It's been 20 hours of Fox News and then break it down. I watch all the Fox News you'd never want to. Now, here's the headline for last week. What debt crisis? What jobs report? President Biden fell down. But... I want to t- I want to talk to you about the fall. What do you make of the fall? What do you think James Vanderbeek thinks of the fall? <laughs> the first fall up the stairs of Air Force One was funny because mm-hmm. there was three falls in one. Right. <laughs> and you, it's hard to fall upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then the bike fall was also funny. Yeah. He had a helmet and he kind of tipped over. This fall was not funny. He could have hit his head and Kamala could have been president. That's scary. We're now at the third major fall. In two years, Biden's falling. He's fallen and he can't get up. No one wants to see an older person fall. No one wants to see someone get hurt because we're all terrified of a Harris presidency. So Hillary Clinton would dodge debates from Bernie Sanders. Mm. Every single day will be possibly Kamala's inauguration day. If the nuclear button was in front of Joe Biden when he fell, he would have fallen and pressed on it and the world would be over. Good evening. Welcome to Fox News Tonight. I'm Joey Jones. Joe Biden's been falling in the polls, and now he's falling in real life again, too. It's clear Biden is struggling to handle simple tasks like walking. Maybe his wife and all those people pushing them to run for a second term are guilty of elder abuse. Where is Jill Biden saying, this is enough of this, this is humiliating for my husband, we need to take a step back and evaluate that. This is elder abuse, and quite frankly... Biden fell flat on his face and took another tumble and fall. Take a look. There needs to be a serious discussion in this country about his physical fitness, his mental acumen, his ability to serve. You see the video of when he fell. So, yes, the U.S. might have come perilously close to a global economic calamity last week, but Fox News knew the real scandal happened when President Biden tripped on a sandbag after a speech at the Air Force Academy. Even though the POTUS quickly stood back up and was uninjured, most Fox News personalities decided it was evidence he was unfit for office and the reason why, and this is odd, the Democratic Party won't hold a proper primary for the next presidential election. They immediately made that leap. They just went, this is, this is our conclusion. We're sticking with it. While Fox also provided voluminous coverage of the debt ceiling crisis, it was remarkably shallow and uninformative. So the network never really explained how the debt ceiling worked. They never really explained what would happen if we defaulted on our debt. And they never really gave the causes for um, why we have such an astronomical debt. Uh, They went into, there was some, I would say, misinformation on Fox News Tonight where uh, Johnny Joey Jones, I didn't include that clip uh, because the the fall kind of took over everything. But he tried to basically blame our debt crisis on what he called social welfare programs. And he included social security and Medicaid and Medicare into that category, which is absurd because anyone who's had a relative die, uh, who was heavily using Medicaid will find out or Medicare that the government claws back a lot of what they gave out, um, and that they'll take it from your estate after your death. And social security is something we all pay into and, it's supposed to be pay-as-you-go. Uh, the government's not supposed to touch that money for anything else. They do, but they're not supposed to. And uh, as a Generation X, I get very worked up about this because my generation's going to retire basically when this entire system is set to collapse if they don't do something. 
So anyway, uh, Fox was very poor at explaining this entire thing. So when this fall happened, they just pounced on it because this was this is red meat for them. Making Biden look um, frail and in cognitive decline is what they're all about. So before I play the next clip, I just want to give a shout out to my sponsor, the Tau Knight Center for News Integrity at the Craig Newmark Graduate School of Journalism at CUNY. And again, I am a graduate of that program, not a student. I'm also supported by listeners of this podcast and readers of my newsletter, which can be found at Substack. I'll explain the newsletter very quickly. If you ever want to find any source that I talk about, all the hyperlinks can be found in the written version of this podcast, which is at my Substack for decoding Fox News. If you'd like to become a paid sponsor of this project, you can do so at Decoding Fox News at Patreon. Thank you so much for my Patreon supporters. I'm up to 97, which just blows my mind. And you can also become a paid subscriber at my Substack channel. And why is it important to become a paid subscriber? Well, I would love to keep doing this kind of work and not have a corporate media company come in and tell me how to do it. I would like to do it based on feedback I'm getting from my readers. I would like to be free to make fun of, uh, you know, Judge Janine from time to time. I would like to be free to present you and say things like, this is propaganda. A corporate media company would probably want to muzzle me on that one. Um, and I would like to expand and eventually offer more for my supporters um, and subscribers. Uh, not become like the next CNN, but just, you know, a decent-sized Substack channel. That would be amazing if I could have eventually do that. Right now, I'm not quite there. I'm about halfway to making just a survival existence off of this. But I have faith because you guys are so great and you've given me such great feedback. So anyway, on to the next clip. This is day two of Biden fell. And if you don't know the background, I'll explain after playing the first clip. Biden spoke at a commencement uh, commencement at a Air Force Academy. And at the end, just as he was turning, to, after he was finished with his speech, he tripped on a sandbag, uh, which has been photographed and identified. It is real. And uh, he stumbled and then that was photographed. And then, of course, Fox News picked up that footage and ran with it as if the end was near. So this is from day two. It starts with Fox and Friends. Wonderful that he's there giving out those diplomas. And then while he's on stage, he takes that tumble. A hard fall, actually. It was a bad fall. It's the fourth fall. He mm -hmm. almost fell at the G7 because clearly every step is tough. Mm -hmm. At 89, Kevin O'Connor's his doctor. They I just want to point out that it, it appears that Brian Kilmeade just made uh, President Biden nine years older than he actually is. He just said at 89, Kevin O'Connor is his doctor. President Biden is 80, not 89. Noted as his checkup uh, of what every president goes through, his gait remains extremely stiff. They said it's, uh, it's wear and tear and spinal arthritis. He also fractured his foot that's never quite, uh, never quite healed, they say, and causes a slight limp. But yet every time you see him, he is by himself. And I'm just wondering when his family is going to realize that this run for four more years is not in his best interest, he, let alone the Democrats in our best he interest. He also stumbled down the stairs in Japan recently. The president is a symbol for the country. I don't like the way it looks around the world. 
And sadly, the Democrats seem hemmed in because Kamala Harris is awful. She doesn't study. She's not good on her feet. They don't give her anything, anything significant to do because she continues to fail. So there is no option unless they're going to convince him or his family steps up and says, you got to come back. He's gonna but that looked terrible. Because President Biden takes a tumble again, his fall at the commencement address that has renewed concerns now about his age and his health. So before we move on to the next show, I just want to point something out because uh, Fox and Friends does this all the time. Kilmeade said he almost fell at the G7. Okay. And then just seconds later, Earnhardt says he stumbled down the stairs in Japan recently. They're talking about the same event. They do this all the time on that show. I don't think that's accidental. It's just they're, they're saying the same thing only two different ways. And a, a person who's casually watching is not going to pick that up. They're just going to go, oh, wow, he fell twice <laughs> recently. It's like the G7 was in Japan. And if you've seen that clip, he doesn't fall at all. There's just a very, like, almost barely detectable slight stumble on stairs. He doesn't fall at all. It's just a slight skip in his step. And they're like, oh, my God, he almost fell. I'm like, no, he didn't. So that's from Fox and Friends. This is the five biden dealing with fallout from fallgate after face planning hard during the air force graduation the big guy trying to laugh off his embarrassing tumble while his white house says there's no need to worry this biden fall i think brings into question age in a greater way for both parties and somebody getting hurt if he's hurt and taken out of the game we all know what plan b is when i think of joe biden i don't think the guy falling although it's odd uh, I don't think I don't think of the guy shaking hands with the air, as weird as that is. I think of the guy who, with no rationale, no plan, ignored the advice of all of his generals and pulled that out, out of Afghanistan like that. That voice is Kellyanne Conway, who is incredibly infrequent on The Five. And I thought that was an interesting um, pivot by her because it's it's completely crazy to go like, I'm going to bring up Afghanistan. But she's incredibly savvy because she went for the one probably the greatest weakness of the Biden administration, even though a lot of a lot of people could argue that Biden was put in a terrible position by what Trump left him in Afghanistan and that Trump was uh, negotiating with the Taliban and had pulled out uh, most of U.S. forces, putting us in a terrible position. Um, but yeah, she just goes all the way to Afghanistan. I was like, that is Kellyanne Conway. That's what she does. <laughs> when the president falls, the first thing I think of is Kamala Harris. So there's a lot of repetition from day one of Biden falling, which is blame the family, blame Jill Biden, as if, you know, Biden doesn't have any agency and somehow his wife is in control of him. Whatever, sexist pigs, go ahead and say that. And then they also say that, you know, like uh, Vice President Harris would be some type of disaster presidency. Now we're going to go into Fox News tonight, and this is the host from last week, Johnny Joey Jones, and yes, that's his name, but he goes by Joey, don't get me started on his name, and then uh, Harris Faulkner. Unfortunately, they can't keep him off every stage, as yesterday we saw him fall victim to what could have only been a MAGA-sympathizing sandbag. The bike incident that you showed, mm -hmm. where he was on his back like a bug with his, his legs and hands in the air. No Secret Service was near. Everybody had leaned in with their cameras. I also want to point out, I couldn't really show this in a podcast because they kept showing montages of clips on Fox News of every time Biden had slightly stumbled or missed a step, fallen on his bike, stumbled walking up those long stairs into Air Force One. Um, 
they just kept showing every type of little thing that they could find. And they would either show it on a screen or just show it with no commentary. They'd show like, you know, like a minute worth of, of Biden, like physical stumbles. And they'd see, see, there's a, there's a pattern here. And there's no like audio that would describe it. So I kind of have to just walk you through it. But they kept doing this. And the other uh, trick that Fox is known for that they do all the time, the network does this all the time, is while they have two people talking about a certain event or something going on, on the third part of the screen, they'll break up the screen. They just show clips of whatever they want to promote. So if it's Biden falling, they'll just show it on a loop. Hannity was so brazen. And I had to separate him from the other primetime shows because he gave me way too much. Hannity, <laughs> at one point, I include this in the newsletter, just a screenshot of six separate incidents. He put the date on them and then showed them on the screen at the same time. And they were just like minor, like, oops, I almost tripped, but I didn't fall. Oh, no. That's what Hannity did. So here's the clip from Hannity. And Hannity was uh, also brought on uh, Representative... Ronnie Jackson, who was the White House doctor during uh, President Trump's reign of terror, and he's a very enthusiastic Trump supporter. So take everything he says with a grain of salt. Full analysis of Joe Biden's mental and physical fitness after yet another scary fall and a tough time getting up as well. Unfortunately for Joe, well, gravity seems to have other ideas. Now, yesterday, the entire country watched in shock. Another scary looking fall tumbling to the ground with a loud thump after having to be helped to his feet by multiple onlookers. Well, then Biden appeared dazed. He appeared confused. When he took a seat, his breathing was visibly labored. Didn't look particularly well, and no doubt it was a pretty scary moment for the president. But it wasn't just the fall that's deeply concerning. Earlier in the day, Biden needed a lot of help, special help, to find the stage. Look, returned home to the White House, and what happens? Well, he hit his head on Marine One. He then told the press corps that a rogue sandbag was responsible for him tripping and falling. It's amazing. The media mob had nothing to say about Joe tripping and falling yet again yesterday. This is classic Hannity. He's taking everything even further than his cohorts on the other shows. You know, he's he, they did a zoom in of Biden sitting down, kind of breathing. And he's like, his belabored breath. Look at him. Look at him. He almost died. It's kind of what he was doing there. He's like playing it way up too much. And then the next voice you're going to hear is, again, Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas. He's the former doctor, the White House doctor during Donald J. Trump. And he also, like, he's not, you're not supposed to do this as a doctor. You're not supposed to make bold proclamations about someone that you have not examined. But, of course, what does he care about ethics? He goes right there. Record, but I'm just going to say it again. This man's not fit mentally or physically to be our president. And it's just, it's a bad situation for us. Part of the job of the president of the United States is to inspire confidence and to project power. And he's not doing that. He can't do that. He's too old to do that. And I just, I think it's a shame. I think that, you know, his physical, his lack of physical ability and his physical decline is now starting to highlight the cognitive decline that we've been watching for so long now. Somebody needs to, to be held accountable. And people like Joe Biden and people that surround him that are supposed to love him and care about him, they should be doing something about this and they should be stopping this because this is a shame. No, you're absolutely right, Sean. Look at the same thing happened when he fell on the stair on the steps of Air yeah. Force One. It took him three, at least three attempts to get up just then. And when he got out, when he fell on his bike, he couldn't get up on his own either. Uh, I mean, it's at a point now where our commander in chief needs a walker.
I mean, can you imagine? That would be a better image than what we're seeing right now is seeing him creep around in a walker. At least, uh, you know, he wouldn't be falling flat on his face in front of the entire world. So I didn't include it because of length, but Hannity also took clips from the speech out of context that Biden gave at this academy and presented them in such a way that he said, you know, look, he's in full-blown cognitive decline. Now, here's one of those clips. I couldn't find a nice, quick audio version of this, so I'm just going to read it to you. But this is what Biden said. This is a direct quote from the transcript. Biden looked out at the um, graduates and he said, who are those guys who fly over shortly? Three of them are women. That's how he said it. Now, what Hannity did is he took that first line. Who are those guys who fly over shortly and tried to present it as Biden not knowing the word for pilot? (laughs) Now, this is a prepared script. (laughs) So I assume Biden was reading off a teleprompter or some type of script. This is how I interpreted that. Who are those guys who fly over shortly? Three of them are women. Because right after he said that, Biden talked about the diversity of the class. And he said, this is the most diverse class you've ever had. So I don't think Biden forgot the word for pilot. I think Biden was trying to make an impact with saying, guys, three of them are women. Bada bing. Um, But Hannity has repeated that several times since this incident. He still thinks he's trying to say that uh, Biden's lost his mind. So another thing that I noticed as I was going through all these clips is I found a trend that I didn't catch the first time I went through it. But that many uh, Fox News personalities made this crazy leap of, okay, so since Biden fell down, that's proof that he's in decline. And that's the real reason why he won't have this primary and debate other, you know, uh, candidates for who are running for president. Now, that's the of course, and they keep going on this as if this is some huge scandal that Biden won't debate these fringe candidates who are also running for president. I just want to point out that the incumbent president rarely does that. Uh, I think Carter did it in, in for, it, when he tried to run for re-election, and it was a huge fiasco because it was another Kennedy, by the way. But I won't get into that. I don't want to sideline this. But anyway, generally speaking, the incumbent president does not hold debates. They do, the party does not hold a primary. President Trump did not in 2020. He just ran for president. There was no, oh, I got to have all these other Republicans. So that's kind of a false outrage. Um, and this is just, I went through all of the clips and just searched for the word debate and then, uh, put this together. And this is various different Fox personalities basically saying the same thing, which is another trend I want to point out that the network does all the time is that different personalities on different shows, some of them are guests, some of them are hosts, seemingly come up with these same exact ideas all at the same time and act as if they're spontaneous. I don't think they are. The first person to say this was Tommy Laren, who's not a Fox. She's a, a semi-regular contributor, but she's not a, an on-air Fox uh, talent. But she said it on Thursday, and then on Friday, several people said it. He doesn't even want to debate other Democrat contenders. His party has decided to keep him off of the debate stage for unspecific reasons. But hey, he's done this for a better part of, I don't know, half a century. And he says he's ready and able to serve a second term as president 
age be damned. But it takes engagement by the incumbent president to actually come to a debate. So that is the first concern um, for anybody who would want to get in at this point. And they, the president won't debate anybody. He doesn't want to consider anybody competition. And so they'll keep giving the progressives what they want to prevent any opposition from the outside. Because if there was a real primary with real debates, with real town halls, with real rallies, where he was in front of the American people, he's not going to win. I mean, 60, 70 percent of Democrats already don't want him to run. I don't know how much you can pick up on this, but there's a helicopter. <laughs> the joys of being a low-budget production. There is a helicopter outside my apartment. I live in central Brooklyn, which is normally a very, very quiet area. And I have no idea what's going on, but I can't wait for this to end because it won't end. And I need to get this recorded. So I'm like, I don't know what to do. We're just going to have a helicopter as our soundtrack, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, I just also want to point out that Pete Hegseth there is citing a poll, which is something that they do quite a bit on Fox. They love polls because the reason why is polls are good to a point and then they're sort of useless. And I say that because you can find a poll to prove almost anything. Now, if you're a right wing group, you can get some money together, uh, get some professional pollsters together and you can write a poll and what they call like a push poll. And a push poll is something where you ask incredibly leading questions and I'll give a quick example. I've, I've done this before. But if you were going to call up people and say, do you want the government to take over your health insurance in a socialized system where you lose control? Many people would say no. But if you said to the same people, do you want a health care system where you don't have to pay uh, deductibles, you don't have to pay co-pays, you go to the doctor and not have enormous bills, but yes, it would be a government program. People might say, yeah, that's not so bad. Basically just describing Medicaid for all, just, just <laughs> Medicare for all, just how you argue that you can get a totally different result. And that's why polls are kind of useless. So if anyone's pushing a, uh, polls are useful if it's a legitimate, reliable polling institution or organization that does it. But if, Fox is screaming about a poll. It's probably not that type of poll. So this is Jessica Tarloff, the liberal voice on The Five, sort of reminding uh, the rest of her cast members some other aspects here, including the history of Ronald Reagan. Well, every time something like that happened one time and there was a visible sandbag that the man tripped over. So whether that's the advance team's fault and he was up there for two hours prior to that, so maybe they didn't think that he would be shifting back that way. Whoever you want to blame, people trip. And let's take a, a, a trip through history of presidents falling. Let's start with Ronald Reagan, who's like the second coming of Jesus. Okay. His policy. He fell in love with Nancy. You he fell it? on the steps of Air Force General One. Ford before him. Yes. And we had, I mentioned it yesterday, we had a president in a wheelchair mm. who everybody liked a lot, who revolutionized you're, the country. You're not making your he now, just to give you some context, uh, Jessica Tarloff in this next clip is talking about um, President, former President Donald J. Trump in his town hall with Hannity. Uh, there's no way to really edit this without just telling you that's who she's talking about. He might have had a moment of recognition of the fact that his biggest challenger is 44 years old. Whatever you think of DeSantis, he's got a lot more runway coming than Donald Trump mm -hmm. does. And that he needs to acknowledge the fact that if he is running against Biden, he needs to look fitter than him. He needs to look, you know, more he does. intact. He just saw it. Okay. Donald Listen, Trump looks I've much seen. Fitter. All right. Anyway, and so really sharp. to Greg's point about the president, it's not about the falling; it's the failing. 
We had an incredible jobs report today. Sandra, you were talking about it earlier. Uh, don't, I, don't, don't speak for me on that. Well, There's a real problem with real wages in this country. If people want okay. to ignore that, that's your choice. All right. So they had to rise the number up by a couple hundred thousand jobs. The unemployment rate continues to be incredible. We have the lowest unemployment rate for black Americans and for Latino people. Got down to 4% that that's happened. Got down, back down. Do you remember no, what it was? It's Trump lower levels. Than, no, it's Trump levels. No, it's lower than it was at Trump levels. That's the polls the aren't thing reflected. That, He's down on every. I don't issue. care what the polls say. I'm talking about reality. I bet. And if reality oh. catches up with what's going on with the economy, then he will. Biden will not be judged in the same way as you know, 90 percent on the wrong track or so whatever. So notice how Jessica Tarloff makes excellent points. Her coworkers just try to yell over her, and she is correct. Unemployment is lower now for Black and Latinos than it was under Trump. Uh, sorry, guys, you might want to look this stuff up, people at Fox. And saying that Trump is in excellent health is just humorous to me. Thanks thanks for that alternative truth, uh, Kellyanne Conway. And then uh, finally, Kellyanne Conway goes back to a poll. <laughs> because when in, the, when in doubt, when they don't have anything, they just go, but a poll said, a poll said everybody hates Biden. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Great. Now, this next clip, we're going to finally move off from this fall, even though it's still they're still playing that clip on Fox today. Um, this is about the debt ceiling, and this was the scariest thing I heard on the network in a while. I don't know if Hannity is this dumb. I'm saying dumb or ignorant or just this reckless. So he's talking about the debt ceiling like it was no big deal. And then Dagan McDowell who has a very thick Southern dialect, um, she's from Virginia, proposes something bonkers, bonkers. And I did some research on this. I got so excited. I found a fun source. But here's the clip. It's a false narrative from the get-go. This idea that Armageddon would take place on June 5th, it's not true. America wouldn't run out of funding. It would have to struggle. It would have to maneuver monies around. But we wouldn't be defaulting on our debt. Sean, that falls on Janet Yellen. She doesn't work for the American people. She works for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is our commander in chaos. <laughs> and I, I, know, I, I don't mean that in a funny way. Well, what, 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 Every, what, no, what, everything that that man has done since he took the oath of office has been purposeful suffering and hardship on the American people. And she, Janet Yellen can go out and sell the gold reserves. That's more than half a trillion dollars. That would pay our bills in the United States for four months because we're running a one and a half trillion dollar budget deficit right now. So there are a lot of things that she could do that the people in charge of government could do to prioritize payments. But would they do it? No, because they're spiteful and they don't care about suffering and hardship and financial catastrophe and calamity on the American people. And I think that Kevin McCarthy showed that Republicans with even the slimmest of majorities are capable of governing. And if you want more power and you want more cuts, you want to right this country financially, you win races. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing that Hannity said is incredibly inaccurate. We would default and it would be a disaster. Second, Dagan McDowell's uh, comment about uh, a suggestion to sell the gold reserves. It, oh, my goodness. Like, you don't have to be an economist to know. I think 
<laughs> that okay let me just break this down i was I, I was so in shock when she said that i was like what you're on a business channel you you your show is on fox business and you actually think you know what you're talking about the united states is the largest single holder of gold reserves in the world we have eight metric tons of gold and yes we'd blow through it in four months probably but that's if we could get the price that gold is now. This is common sense. You cannot take gold as a commodity. So that's why the price will shift depending on demand and who's selling it and how much is sold. That's if you watch any sort of commodity, oil, gold, whatever, you'll see the price go up and down. And that's to do with supply and demand. So if the United States just said, you know what, we're going to take eight metric tons of gold and we're going to sell it all at the same time to pay our debts for four months. Number one, it would make the United States look incredibly unstable. Number two, we'd be getting rid of an asset that's worth something that would probably, probably cause people to lose a little bit of faith in our economy. Three, the price of gold would plummet immediately. Now, I found in my research an actual example of a government doing this. The UK Prime Minister Gordon Brown decided to sell off half of the UK's oil reserves like about 20 years ago, and it was billed as one of the worst financial decisions in history. It pushed the price of gold to its lowest for 20 years. And what Hannity profoundly doesn't seem to understand is that the US not paying its debt would include the government not paying for US treasuries as they become mature. Nearly every major economy invests in U.S. treasuries, which are similar to a treasury bond or a direct investment in the U.S. government. They don't yield a high interest rate, but the U.S. treasuries are considered one of the most secure investments in the world. Treasuries purchased 10 or 20 years ago become mature every single month. So if the U.S. government couldn't pay back these certificates with interest, the market for new bonds, I just say I'm calling them bonds or technically treasuries, would immediately plummet, and then any government or individual holding on to existing treasuries would then most likely try to find third parties to sell them off before they became mature at a discount. As more treasury holders did this, the price per treasury would also drop incredibly quickly. That's what the economic collapse would be. You cannot... We, the, our entire economy is propped up in many ways by the sale of U.S. Treasuries. Um, we are, 90% of global transactions are done in dollars, partly because of the sale of U.S. Treasuries. The U.S. Treasuries are what every government wants. It's what China owns a ton of them. Europe owns a ton of them. Every country owns pretty much U.S. Treasuries. If they can get them, they buy them. And that's when you hear people saying they're holding our debt. It's sort of what they're talking about. I'm oversimplifying a little bit here. But I just want to give you an idea of the world starts and stops based on U.S. Treasuries. And if we don't pay those back, if we just say, you know what, we're out of money because uh, Kevin McCarthy and the crazy people in the Freedom Caucus decided they didn't want to they didn't want to pay our debts. They want to hold their breath and stomp their feet for uh, debt relief that was caused partly in, in a great way, I mean, I could go down another rabbit hole, but President Trump's, uh, former President Trump's tax cuts were reckless and ballooned the deficits and debt. Um, he's a huge part of the reason why they got so out of hand, also the pandemic, yada, yada. But 
if we didn't pay back those treasuries and we just said, you know what, we're not going to pay them back because we don't have the money right now because our, our legislature is feuding with each other, nobody would buy our treasuries. They just say, well, I don't need this. I can go buy treasuries from another government that's more stable. Boom. Just an absolute catastrophe. It would be immediate and uh, markets would plummet immediately. The stock market would, would crash Jobs would be lost immediately. Investment in the United States would drop immediately. All of our economic problems would get far, far worse overnight. So, I, again, I don't know. Is Hannity just stupid? Does he not know this? And, and Dagan McDowell, what on earth are you thinking? And a, a high school kid taking a basic economics course could tell you you can't flood a market with a commodity and expect the price to stay the same. That's <laughs> just basic. Basic. <laughs> Uh, anyway, just nutty, 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 nutty. This next clip also resent, uh, represents a theme that was pushed on Fox News, but th this is just two examples of how clearly they put it. In other cases, it was more subtle. But this is uh, Lawrence Jones, and you're going to hear Harris Faulkner basically just trying to cut Biden out of this debt ceiling compromise completely, <laughs> which is absolute fiction, because they also criticized Biden for not uh, staying in Asia longer so he could come back and work on the debt crisis. They criticized him for that. And now they, they basically said he had nothing to do with the compromise, which that's just fiction. Every day, these little things that we not showing up for meetings. I mean, he didn't do any of the negotiations uh, when it came to debt ceiling. Uh, just taking a victory lap before he signs that monster of a bill, uh, the debt ceiling, which without Kevin McCarthy, he wouldn't be where he is right now because for 97 days, he refused to negotiate with anybody on it. So let me just decode that for you, uh, Harris Faulkner. Biden didn't negotiate on it because he said he wasn't going to negotiate on the debt limit. And that's called a tactic. <laughs> He's a far more shrewd politician than anyone on Fox News gives him credit for. Now, before we get to the last clip, because this one is funny. This one was just, I just stuck it in here because I thought it was funny. Um, this was from The Five. Okay, at the end of The Five, they do a section called One More Thing, where they just go through... Um, kind of human interest stories. A lot of them include pets. Some of them are cute, sweet, whatever. Some of them are personal. And they just show quick, every cast member goes through a quick thing. Sometimes it's a two-minute segment. Sometimes this is a four-minute segment at the very end of the show. This included a segment about a bison in a national park. It doesn't really matter. And a woman tried to pet the bison, and the bison sort of, like, reared at her a little bit. But she was fine. Nobody was hurt. And the bison just kind of you know, stood there. Basically, don't pet a bison is what we learned from this clip. Now, you'll hear two of my favorite cast members, Judge Janine, who I'll do a very quick impression of because I haven't done it in a while and that's just wrong. I didn't do any impressions in the last podcast because it felt like it didn't fit and I don't want to be, like, bad for the material. But Judge Janine gets a word in here, so I might as well do my Judge Janine. And here's the clip. Roll it. <laughs> Go ahead, Dana. Um, I think one, it's cruel cool to the bison. Like the, the park is open for your for you to be there to observe nature, and that's not right for that bison either. So it's, talk about animal cruelty, and and she deserved that. She did deserve it. <laughs> wow, pot Dana, calling the kettle black, Dana, yeah. after yep. teasing your cat for years. <laughs> I mean, I, the best part about this is there's always an option for that bison to eat that person. Yeah. So, so that, but we just, we'll just never show that on our show, though. But they're not carnivores. Oh, I would. On, they're not carnivores? Carnivores? Sure? They're not? 
Bison? Oh, no, they just eat grass. Mm, so they steer you know clear. <laughs> Taylor Swift. They must have gotten a lot of blowback for that episode because the next day they had to like issue a statement that they acknowledged that they knew bison were plant eaters, herbivores. And I'm just like, you people are paid millions of dollars to spew your opinions and you don't know a basic fact that a bison is not a man-eater. That would make a bison an apex predator, meaning it's at the very top of a food chain. And um, the history of the American West would be quite different. Think about it. Because uh, bison and buffalo were actually fairly docile animals, which is why humans were able to slaughter so many of them. Just just picture a, a buffalo. A buffalo actually looks quite different than a bison, but like a, they're, they're similar. But like a bison, like you know, like attacking a, a frontiersman. That would be hilarious because it's absolutely absurd. Rules of thumb. If the animal has hooves, it's almost 100% going to be a, an herbivore. It could be an omnivore. And when I say omnivore, you're talking like a pig, like a wild boar. There's, there's a, several other animals that would be considered omnivorous or slightly omnivorous. Like a deer will sometimes eat a mammal or a small creature but pretty much uh, exists on plant life. Um, and there's other, there's other uh, species like that. But yeah, it, eyes on the side of the head, hooves, almost 100%, that's going to be an herbivore. It's also very funny to me that they uh, are so dim that they actually argued that instead of just immediately going, oh, of course it's an herbivore. They're like, are you sure it's not a carnivore? That's my Judge Janine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. It looks like a cow lady. It looks like a cow with a lot of fur and a big head. And little horns. Little horns at the top. And also, don't pet one. So now I move on to uh, the crazy list that I have to write every single week. And that is stories Fox News ignored. Every week I compare the hours of Fox that I watch to just five hours of the PBS NewsHour, a high-quality, nonpartisan news source. These are the stories that PBS included that Fox did not. Here we go. At least eight drones targeted Moscow. Last Tuesday, three buildings received minor damage, and there were no accounts of death or injuries. President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine said Kiev was not directly involved with the attacks. At the same time, Russia struck Kiev, Ukraine, with at least 20 drone strikes, leaving one person dead. The Sudan army suspended peace talks with a paramilitary force it's been battling for weeks now. The total number of people displaced in the country has risen to 1.6 million. Uganda passed an anti-LGBTQ law that includes the death penalty. LGBTQ activists have already been targeted with violence. Protests against the law have broken out in South Africa. Western governments have condemned the legislation. PBS produced a segment about the use of police officers in schools. Some school districts that had removed police officers are considering changing course in lieu of recent school shootings. A former Florida sheriff deputy faces criminal charges based on his inaction at a Parkland high school where a teenage gunman killed 14 students and three uh, staff members five years ago. The federal criminal trial for the gunman who allegedly shot and killed 11 people in the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh in two, October 2018 began last week. The massacre was the deadliest anti-Semitic attack in U.S. history. Prosecutors are seeking the death penalty. Even though most polls show more Americans oppose restrictions on LGBTQ people, state and local lawmakers continue to introduce hundreds of anti-LGBTQ bills across the country. PBS featured a segment about a bunch of them. 
A federal appeals court cleared the way for a ruling that would protect the Sackler family, owners of Purdue Pharma, from any future civil lawsuits for the role in the opioid crisis. Purdue Pharma manufactured and sold OxyContin, an opioid-based painkiller that has been linked to widespread addiction and overdose deaths. Rosalind Carter, 95, the wife of former President Jimmy Carter, was diagnosed with dementia. President Carter, 98, began receiving hospice care at their home three months ago. Both Rosalind and her husband were longtime advocates for greater access to mental health care. U.S. colleges remain divided over whether or not to stop the practice of legacy admissions based on familiar relations with alumni. The practice is widely unpopular with most Americans. North Korea attempted to launch its first spy satellite. The launch was a violation of a U.S. UN Security Council resolution that banned the country from conducting any launch based on ballistic technology. New research showed that Asian American and Pacific Islanders are more likely to suffer police brutality than the general population. The NewsHour included an extended segment of America at a Crossroads, the new project produced by Judy Woodruff, that focused on the increased in partisan animosity across the country. Fox News plays an outside role in widening this divide. That's just my opinion that I stuck on there. Here we go. The U.S. Senate voted to overturn the Biden administration's one-time student uh, debt relief plan. The vote was largely symbolic, as the plan is on hold due to a pending Supreme Court decision. Two more members of the extremist militia group, the Oath Keepers, received federal prison sentences for the roles in the attack on the nation's capital on January 6th. One person received a four-year sentence, and the other will serve three and a half years. Russia's Federal Security Service, FSB, accused the U.S. of hacking thousands of iPhones as part of an espionage campaign. An NSA spokesperson declined to comment. Apple said in a statement that the company has never worked with any government to insert a backdoor into any Apple product and never will. A revised version of the federal program Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, also known as DACA, that prevents the deportation of undocumented immigrants who were brought to the U.S. as children, was brought before a judge last week. Attorneys representing the nine states that have sued to end the program. Uh, the same judge has ruled in the past that the program was unconstitutional. PBS produced a segment on the various criminal investigations former President Donald J. Trump is facing. Fox News will sometimes bring up Trump's legal problems, but largely ignores the subject. The U.S. Army base in North Carolina, Fort Bragg, was renamed Fort Liberty as part of an effort to remove Confederate names from U.S. military bases. PBS featured a story about how extremely long trains, sometimes stretching on for two or three miles, cause problems in small communities when the trains stall, blocking every type of traffic, including children who have to cross through parked trains to get to school. A train derailed in eastern India, killing 275 people and injuring hundreds more. Officials have said the crash was likely caused by signaling errors. President Biden declared last week that the U.S. will not build new nuclear weapons in an attempt to keep up with Russia. Parts of China faced record-breaking high temperatures and heavy rains. Last year, the, the country faced its worst heat wave and drought in decades. The extreme heat has started even earlier this season, which is a cause for alarm. A U.S. nurse at the southern border did not review the medical records of a sick 8-year-old migrant child who died in custody. 
The child had congenital heart disease and sickle cell anemia. The government of Greenland unveiled its new constitution last week. The world's largest island is home to only 57,000 residents who seek further independence from Danish influence. And those are the stories. Uh, now on, on to by the numbers, which I have to go through really quickly because I'm running out of time. The first one, top five topics on Fox were the debt ceiling at 15%, but yet they really said nothing about it. Trump Town Hall at 8%. That was pretty much all of Hannity. Biden's fall took up 6%. Would have been much more had that fall happened earlier in the week. Fan mail, that's because it was on Memorial Day. They showed a full hour of it on the five. And Hunter Biden, weirdly, again, at 5%. For PBS NewsHour, it was the debt ceiling at 20%. Ukraine war, 7%. Republican candidates for president, 6%. Artist profile, which is a staple of the network. And then Turkey's presidential election, Erdogan won. Uh, they explored that at length for 5%. Words used on Fox for the week ending June 4th, 2023. Biden for 310, which is a lot. Trump at 199. Fall and falling at 137. Debt ceiling 129. China Chinese 109. Russia 56. Inflation 52. Crime 50. Border 50. Hunter Biden dropped to 35. Ukraine only 17 times. Hillary Clinton, why not? 15 times she came up. 15. Why? I have no idea. Migrant 8, Cognitive 6, AOC made the list again for the phrase too old was used four times. Fetterman showed up twice and elder abuse twice. Um, this week I'll be covering Fox and Friends, The Five, Fox News Tonight, and The Ingram Hour. I should also have the last installment of Who is Hunter Biden Part 3, for my paid subscribers. I also want to apologize very quickly. I didn't post it correctly. I did a, a quick video that I meant to have the first three minutes free for all subscribers. I realized too late that I had done this and I can't undo it. So I'm going to include something for everybody that I'll include. It had the cats in it. That's why I did it. Um, I could tell by who was watching it that I hadn't opened that up for everybody. And I apologize for that. I try to give... Uh, the free subscribers a little bit of what I give the paid subscribers to entice you all to come over. Um, but yeah, I screwed that up because it was late at night and I was really tired. And the cats, Odin and Thor, send their love. And again, if you'd like to become a paid subscriber, you could do so at my Substack, at my Patreon. Give me a good review if you can and share, 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 share the podcast and newsletter that always helps tremendously. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you at the next podcast. <laughs>